Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. So I'm scrolling through Twitter and I come across a series of tweets that are getting a ton of attention from people all around the Bay Area. I think a lot about the housing market in the Bay Area. Here are some stats I've pulled to paint a picture of where it's at right now. Spoiler. It's really, really, really bad. Obviously, this is not Sally Kushar's voice. We will be speaking with the real Sally Kushar, editor at Curbed, whose tweets about the Bay Area's housing crisis went viral this week. And we'll also be reading some of those tweets with the help of our creepy robot friend. Hi. I'm the fake, Sally Kushar. So what does it take to buy a home here in the Bay Area? And what does it mean to your life when you can't? It's really, really, really bad. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. I am from San Francisco. Since I was a small child, I have wanted to become a homeowner. Some people want to be ballerinas, some people want to be astronauts. I wanted to be a homeowner. Everything from the dirt underneath it to being able to paint your door the color you want, I think is just so cool. Paint walls, colors that I want, do stuff with flooring and gardens and stuff like that. So we're both in our mid-30s, and I've been thinking about this question a lot, but I want I want to hear it from you. Do you ever think you'll own a home in the Bay Area? Yeah, I think about it a lot. Um, as well. And the answer is, I'm not sure, but probably not. Um, I do have this like overwhelming optimism in me that kind of fuels my hope, but it's really hard to look at the hard data and imagine a future where I'm a homeowner in the Bay Area. And that that includes all of Bay Area, all the way to Vallejo, you know, uh, up north, down south, super east. Like it's all unobtainable for someone um, in my income bracket. Sally and her husband make around $140,000 of combined income. She shared this with me, said it was okay if I shared it with you. My husband is also a San Francisco native. He grew up in the Excelsior and the Outer Sunset. And, and what, what does your husband do for work? He is a national sales manager. Okay. National sales manager, you're a reporter. Do you feel like your incomes are where they should be? To Absolutely. Be able to own a home? Absolutely. I think that we both get paid exactly, if not more, for the work that we do. Um, so there's no expectation of some type of payload down the line. Like, I'm not waiting for a big promotion. He's not waiting for a big bonus. Like, we're pretty much exactly where we're supposed to be. Based on those numbers, we are not qualifying for any of the homes that are offered in the places that we want to live. Have you actually shopped around for homes yourself? Well, because of the work I do, I'm really aware of the housing market at all times. Like I know pretty much what's for sale everywhere, which is um, kind of a burden and a curse because you're just like acutely aware of how bad it is. Right, right. So so I I haven't shopped because I know that like there's really no point in trying to get pre-qualified when you know how competitive it is and what it takes to be able to actually close on a house. A lot of people our age get help from their parents, significant help from their parents. Do, Do you have that? 
available to you? Right. I, I think you bring up a good point. That's something that's not often talked about enough is people who are able to buy homes that are our age don't like to admit that they probably had a line of interest-free credit extended to them, if not just like a generous gift. And I am not in a situation like that, nor is my husband. And regardless of savings, we still just can't compete with people who, who are also looking for homes right now. So the reason we reached out to you was we saw your tweet this week that went viral, viral a series of tweets, actually. 20% of Oakland's population is living below the poverty level. There are only 38 homes for sale in Palo Alto. And only one is under 1.5 million. Inventory is very low because Menlo Park refuses to build housing for its growing workforce. The majority of high payments are because sellers want as much cash up front as possible. Homes are selling for more than they list for. This is not normal. What made you look into home prices around the Bay Area? Every once in a while, I go on Twitter and I kind of just brain dump it. Like, here are the medians, here's how many homes are for sale. And it's all like just really dire, like it's all very bad news. <laughs> so it gets a lot of attention because it paints a full picture of just how bleak it is. In Berkeley, the city I reside in, the housing crisis is so real. 64 homes for currently for sale with a median sold price of 1.2 million with 6.6 offers. Um, and so that's what I decided to do. It'd been a while and I was feel, I felt like ruining everybody's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'm done. Sorry for ruining your Monday. Can you give us a sense of what got so much reaction in your tweets? Like one or two examples? Sure. Down payments being really high, I think, is is a big thing, um, which is actually not like the best data point because the numbers are a little skewed because we have a lot of all cash offers coming in. That is all cash offers for even like these hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking we're talking million dollar homes. Easily. Yes. Plenty. All cash offers all the time. Damn. Okay. I know. It's pretty wild. Whenever I talk to like um, real estate agents I know um, and they tell me that they, oh yeah, this was all cash and that was all cash. I'm just like, who are these people? I think the common misconception is it's, it's not just tech people. It's people who want to park their cash here. It's a lot of retirees. Um, the Bay Area has a huge ROI on real estate investment. And so it's actually a really good place to just park your cash and reap the rewards five, three, five, ten years later. Um, in addition to the fact that you could be making income in the process if you rented it out. Wow. Okay. Well, what's another data point? Um, well, I think that the median lists are pretty terrifying. For San Francisco proper, there have been 413 homes sold with a median price of $1.45 And another thing that's really scary is that there's an average of 6.1 offers per home. So if, if you, if, let's say you have, you're in the market for a home that's $800,000, you actually should look in the $600,000 range because you're going to have to offer $800,000. So it's a very misleading industry right now where like the prices don't actually reflect what you are going to what's going to actually pass for the the sale price and that's really really scary for a lot of people because how do you look for homes then so you you dumped all these really interesting data points on on homes in the bay area how does the data make you feel after i did this yesterday and answered a bunch of questions because i had a lot of people being like can you pull the stats for hayward can you tell me what's going on in like this area and that area and fremont i'm like yeah absolutely and i'm like but by the way it's going to be really bad news like i had to walk to the beach and just stare at the ocean like i was like doling out like a bad news all day long right sally thanks you're welcome good luck out there you too jeez <laughs> 
To see the tweet that led us to Sally Kushar, check out the episode description on your phone. You'll see all the responses to Sally's tweets, and you'll probably feel a lot worse. Sorry. But hey, we also want to hear from you. What is your house buying story? How did you compete for a house? Did you win? Did you lose? Or how far are you willing to compromise to stay in the Bay Area? Call us at 415-553-2273. Leave a message and we might play it on a future episode. You can also tweet me. I'm at Radio Devon. You've been listening to The Bay. If you haven't done this yet, please subscribe to the California Report magazine. It's another podcast from KQED. This week, the whole show is devoted to a really powerful conversation and story with Adiza Egan from Snap Judgment. She's a friend of mine, and she and the Snap team documented every homicide in Oakland in 2017. Please listen to the story and subscribe to the California Report magazine with host Sasha Coca. Thank you. Hey, I'm Brian Stelter, and I hope you'll join me on Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Every Thursday, I'm getting the inside take from the best reporters in the country on what figures like Elon Musk, Donald Trump, Kevin McCarthy, and Marjorie Taylor Greene are doing. I think she wants to make things happen. She wants to get legislation passed. She made clear to me that she wants to have a president who upholds Christian values. She embraces the term Christian nationalist. That's Inside the Hive from Vanity Fair. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts.